0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. You're on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Thadison. Welcome you to For Your Health. Hello, everyone. Today is February the 24th of 2019. We are in the last week of February. It is over with. I mean, the year of 2019 is going, and it's going fast. We're already in the month of February, going into the month of March, I wish everyone a happy Sunday. Hope everything is doing well. I'm waiting for our guest to come on board. Uh, We have a guest out of uh, Columbus, Mississippi, Miss Ernestine uh, Hendricks. She is a radio host with WTWG out of Columbus, Mississippi. So, waiting for her to chime in on here. But other than that, I just want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. Want to remind you of the format of For Your Health Show it is to educate us and inform us about healthy food, healthy living. I want to be able to bring those real easy, simple way of us getting our health back. We've had great guests on in the past and we're going to be having more on for the year 2019 to educate us to empower us to better health. So I just want to welcome you board uh with you two. Um, we have upcoming workshops. I just kind of went into that real quick, but I'm sorry. But yesterday's Kitchen for Today is a spinoff for, um, for your health. I've had the business for several years. Now we do a blog talk to educate you about food from a radio perspective, but doing workshops. So we got some upcoming workshops. Um, March 15th, I'm going to be doing one from 10 to 5. Um, and that's another one on healthy grain, how to store grain. The last one went really well. So we just want to be able to educate and show our families about healthy eating and how that's done. So I'm going to be giving you more information on that. Um, so we'll be in tune to hear more about that. in the Want everyone to know that we can't take charge of our health by what we eat and what we put into our bodies. So, just want to welcome you aboard. Um, I'm going to take a break here and see what's happening with my guests. And um, we'll be right back after this break.
2: I'm gonna go
0: The Howard Network. This is Marcia Thadison for your help. Um, I don't know what happened to my guest, and I do apologize. I'm gonna. I'm hoping everything's okay with her, but um, my guest and, and tonight was supposed to be Miss um, Ernestine Hendricks out of Columbus, Mississippi. So I'm praying everything is going well because I haven't been able to reach her. I talked to her the other day. I mean earlier and um and yesterday so everything was on target so i'm praying everything is well with her but in the meantime if this is your first time listening to for your help with marcia Thaddeuson, let me kind of give you a background picture of who i am and my mission for doing this show um my name is Marsha thadison i'm originally from milwaukee wisconsin and now living currently in atlanta georgia and I've started a business called uh, Yesterday's Kitchen for Your Day about 12 years ago. And the business started uh, with my youngest daughter um, having some little minor thing. Help! She had warts on her finger, and I had taken her to the doctor, practicing medicine, the old, um, taking her to a doctor, and they gave me some medicine that didn't work. I tried to over-counter, didn't work. And I've shared this story before, it did not work. And she cornered me one day and told me she wanted the things cut off her fingers. And, you know, young girl, middle school, very self-conscious, uh, and she writes in her hand and she got these warts on her fingers. And I told her at the time that we were fighting it the wrong way. We needed to fight it from the inside, not the out, not knowing what I was saying. So... Not knowing completely what I was saying, but I said it and went into my bedroom and I was reading my Bible, and it was there was a container next to my bed that we had col- just through tapes and sermons that we had collected over the years of going to the various churches and ordering tapes, and I had a tape by a lady named Sue Becker and put the tape in because I was curious on how I got the tape and who gave it to me. I have no clue to this day. And the first thing she said on there, my daughter had warts on her finger, and she took her to a doctor who practiced medicine the old way. And the old way, they told them to take the child off of white flour, white sugar, white rice, and increase her vitamin E. Hmm. I figured that was a message because I had just said that to my daughter, I had no clue, went into my bedroom, and found this tape. <laughs> did that. I took everything I wiped out the house and increased her vitamin E. Within two weeks, the warps were gone away. And my husband, who was living at the time, um, had belly fat. That went away. And that piqued my curiosity what was happening with our food. And like many of us um, in the past, I just went to the short store, bought what I want, had no concern about GMO, didn't have no knowledge about genetically modified food processed food chemicals any of that all of that was not in my brain I had no concept of it and when I started researching our food and finding out what problem it had for us individually and the food is not the food that our grandparents and our great-grandparents grew up on it just blew my mind and it just changed me to the point that if this war just changing the flour, the grain did this to her warts, took it, took it away and my husband, the belly fat went away. I was really curious because they were the big bread eaters. I'm not a big bread eater at the time. And that's when we was purchasing the white bread and the white stuff. That sent me on a journey and I wanted to learn how to make my own bread. So i from there, I bought my I bought a neutral meal. started milling my own flour, making the pancakes, the waffles, the breads. I even started using milling uh, fresh corn, fresh wheat, and making my own um, meal for frying fish. You know, cornmeal. So when we was frying fish, i I'm, I'm I made up our own. You know, with the fresh spelt grain and corn mixing together, and then I season it, and we would fry our own fish and things like that. So we did that, for you know, and it was healthy, and I saw them lose the weight. I saw the warts go away, and I'm thinking, what else is happening? And that put me on a journey to learn how to can, ferment, make my own butter, and I wanted to be able to teach the next generation because I saw the next generation of our kids overweight, high blood pressure medication. I'm finding out just putting 12-year-olds on high blood pressure medication. And so many of our food that parents are purchasing is processed food. It's not real food. And our kids are obese. And sugar is the next crack cocaine. So I really want to be able to bring this information into my community and have the next generation know how to eat healthy, how to have a healthy mind, body, and soul, because this food will affect your mood, your behavior, your uh, depression, all of that. Because a lot of our kids aren't outside playing like we did. We played until the streetlights came on. We were outside riding our bikes. Uh, I can remember as a little girl, my parents bought me some um, skates, the little metal skates that you have, the little key to painting it up together, and the guys in the neighborhood, the young boys in the neighborhood, used to take our skates and break them apart and make scooters. And we would make these little scooters um, going up and down the street. They would hammer these little things, wooden uh, boxes together, and put the skate, roller skates, break them up and skate them up, hammer on the bottom of it, and we would skate up and down the neighborhood. So we were creative and we had fun, and um, we played. We played hard. But our parents cooked meals. My mom never took us to fast food restaurants and things like that. Um, always had a meal at the house. It wasn't always the healthiest meal because we grew up, my dad was from the south, where, oh, my goodness, rice, beans, and chicken. Or it was always some beans and rice cooked all the time. He was a bean eater and so and a big rice eater. And But very seldom we got some vegetables, mostly greens and things like that. But vegetables were so important for our bodies and nutrients and eating healthy. And and that's what I want to be able to bring to the next generation because it is having a very, very profound effect on their mind, body, and their soul. So we want to talk about that. So yesterday's Kitchen for the Day was born, and I started doing workshops in churches uh, at various farms, uh, farmer's market area, and things like that, educating people about the equipment that we can use to mill our own flour, um, make our own butter, making ghee, um, making homemade uh, ice cream. um, And the reason why the business is called Yesterday's Kitchen for Today is because we use things from yesterday, and we use things from today. So yesterday, you've got a lot of people wanting to go off the grid um, to be healthy, knowing how to – use food for their medicine, and if they don't have electricity, they still want to know how to eat um, with just the basic. And I want to be able to show them how to do that. And so some of my class, my classes on making bread. We're making bread the old way by hand, and then we're making it with the uh, bread machine. So being able to show the young ladies who are busy working, who uh, don't have time, With the bread machine, you can get the same result. And for those who said, you know what, I want to learn by hand, we go through the classes showing you how to do it by hand so you can do it the old way. That's the same way with canning um, and fermenting and making homemade butter, homemade ghee, homemade yogurt, uh, just bringing all those natural things. You know, I've talked to several women who who get wicked. And with that WIC voucher, you get plenty of milk, plenty of milk. And it would be great for you to just make your own yogurt with that milk that you're getting uh, from the government. So showing you how to stretch these meals and use those um, um, subsidized food programs to help strengthen and, um, your family and healthy eating. So making homemade yogurt, you know, using the milk that you're getting from the WIC. And just showing families we can eat healthy and it doesn't have to be expensive. I've done workshops here in the Atlanta area where you would go to, I went to the dollar store and purchase things and show people how we can use those meals to be healthy meals and soaking the grains, soaking your oatmeal and having healthy foods that's good for our kids' gut as well as for their brain. So, Yesterday's Kitchen for the Day came out of the need of wanting to share with the next generation, be that grandmother, teach the next generation how to cook and how to prepare meals. So March of 2019, on the 15th, here in Atlanta, Georgia, at 575 Boulevard Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, I will be having a workshop. That workshop is on the power of healthy grain, and that's from 10 to 2. And we have another class coming up, um, and that's in April, and that's April the 7th. And that's on um, lacto-fermented, like fermented uh, kombucha, drinks like that. So we're going to have various different classes. I have that posted on my website, www. Dot yesterdays with an S, kitchen the number four today.com. So you go on that website and just click on events and you'll see all the other classes that I'll be offering um, regarding healthy eating and it's fun. Uh, they taste great and will save you on your grocery bill. So we want to be able to do that. So the purpose of the show tonight was to talk about our uh, emotion and health. And that that was a big thing for me, um, is to be able to share this with you guys. Because um, yesterday, normally once a month, I go and sweat and just relax. Sweating is such a good way of getting toxin out your body. And um, we go have a spa here called the J. Su spa, which is really, really get crowded when um, – People are there. Um, usually weekends are really, really crowded. So I'm going to start trying to go during the week or during the daytime because it gets really crowded. They have different um, a la carte things like your nails or you can get a body scrub and things like that. But I like just going to sweat. And I happened to be there with a young lady there who was very self-conscious about taking her clothes off because usually women we are free, you know. Um, walking through there, you're in the spa, you're taking showers and things like that. And she would not let the towel go. And I was kind of teasing with her. I said, you've got to let it go. And she says, I'm not happy with my body. I said, girl, well, nobody's happy with their body. But we're here to take care of our body. So we're in that process of taking care of our body. But it, long story short, got into a conversation with her mom, and she was sharing me some things about her sons and her kids. And the thing I wanted to say is what was their diet like? Um, And then she was telling me they like sugar. And I could see that with the daughter being uh, a little heavy. And I'm saying, you know, once we eat food that heals our body, we won't have these problems with depression, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, overweight, heart problems, diabetes. Oh, high blood pressure, all of this stuff will go away when we go back to eating the healthy food and this is what this show is about is to share with you what people are doing, how they're doing to get to where their body is healthy, strong, and vibrant. and we want that for everyone and that when that food is we're eating the wrong food that's in our digestive system, it affects our brain. so what's in the gut? Affects the brain, and I keep saying that over and over and over again. And I'm telling you guys, once we get our gut cleaned up, our, our brain will be cleaned up, our thought process. I even really believe it helps clean the heart. So, I want to be able to share with you guys the benefit of what healthy food can do for you, your family, and your children, especially our children, because they're these kids are going to be much more sicker than their parents because we're feeding this food to them before they're in the womb, while they're in our wombs, and then after they're born. They're eating all this bad food. So they're getting it from the inside as well as from the outside. So we talk about that, and that's another one of my workshops that I do that I have a passion for, and that's why we have the midwives and we have the doula that are coming back on to share about how important it is for us women to get this wound healthy and clean and fill it up with healthy nutritional food before we're pregnant and then while we're pregnant so we can have healthy, strong babies. So these babies' immune system can be strong to fight off any disease or anything that's going on. We have to have a strong, healthy immune system. So I'm just going to remind you guys, you're on the D-Hour Network. I do apologize. I'm praying. But I hope my guest is doing well. and we can find out what's going on, so hopefully we'll have her back on. But, again, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Stadison. and we're going to take another break, so hopefully we'll be able to find out, or at least I'll be able to find out what's going on with my guest and why. She has not called in. All right, here now, tell me, I'm not going to have trouble with this. All right. Just bear with me here. We have to, um, I'm just going to tell you, I do apologize. I'm going to have to reset everything. Just checking here. But, um my goal here is to prepare us, and we have um, classes on preparedness, on how to be healthy, making sure the next generation is there. And I don't know, and I say this a lot, I don't know what tomorrow holds for our nation uh, or how things going to turn out, but at five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. But I truly want us as a parent, grandparents, to be able to, educate our kids and provide them with the skills to provide for themselves and take care of themselves. And that's our goal here with Yesterday's Kitchen for the Day and for Your Health, Dog Talk Radio, is to educate and to share on how we can go about doing that. All
2: right. We'll be right back. back. This is Marcia Datterson for Your Health. Mm.
0: are back on the D Hour Network. I am your host, Marsha Patterson, with For Your Health. I said today is February the 24th, 2019. I just want to welcome you back. I do apologize about the information you're seeing out there. We have a gift, but my guest did not call in, so I do apologize for that. So I'm going to wing it tonight. So, what I'm going to do is kind of share with you a little bit. Of Some of the things I've learned to do for my health, I want to share with you guys. And if you've been listening to my show, I've always shared with you about water. I can't explain, I can't say it plainer than this, that water, 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 water is so essential for our body. And if you've listened to me before, I've talked about the three types of salt that I add to my water that's beneficial to our body, and I'm telling you, water and salt together is your WD-40 for your joints, your brain, uh, your body is 75% water. Your brain is, you know, sits in salt water. Your brain sits in salt water. And salt water is a preservative. So salt water is preserving your brain. So you've got to replenish the water and the salt. And one of the things I tell people is that when you go to the hospital, the first thing they hook you up to is saline, which is salt water. So to me, save yourself an eight hundred, five hundred dollar bag and start implementing the salt in the water together. And you want the salt that has the minerals, and that way you won't see any problems with your blood pressure and that kind of thing. Um, one thing I've learned is that the salt that I prefer to use a lot is was three of them. One is the redmond seed salt. It's called real salt. Then the other one is uh, the Celtic sea salt, and then we have the uh, Himalaya. And the Himalaya sea salt is 84 minerals, and the Redmond sea salt is 60 minerals, and then the Celtic is 90 minerals. Now, your body needs 102 minerals per day. And again, taking one or two teaspoons of sea salt to a gallon of water, drinking half your weight in water in ounces, that will help with so many things I used to be able to tell you it's going to rain and when the temperature is going to drop. I can no longer tell you that water and salt is your WD 40, at least for me and helps with my joints. So one of the first thing I do every morning is make sure I drink water. That's my first breakfast every morning is I make sure I'm drinking some water and, um, water, water is so important. So that's my first breakfast every morning. I, um, I'm not big on running or doing a lot of exercise, so I'm working on it. I like walking. I can. I like walking. I will do the walk. I, but all this running and doing a whole bunch of running to the gym and all that, I'm not there yet, no. But I do walk. I like to walk, so I'm doing that. But um, one thing I've made a regimen um, besides doing the water is I take vitamin D3. Because I work in the house, I work. Um, I'm on the computer a lot, so a lot of times I'm not outside like I need to be to get the vitamin D from the sun. So I do take a vitamin D supplement, and it's 5,000 milligrams. I mean, 5,000 IU um, that I take um, daily, and uh, that helps. Um, I truly believe that helps with depression and making sure you focus and your, you know, vitamin D. And one thing I've learned about vitamin D will cause vitamin D deficiency will also cause pollux to be in your colon. So um, making sure you get the vitamin D is so important, either through the sun or a supplement. I do um, vitamin C. Uh, I do a lot of vitamin C. Um, I do a vitamin C. I also take, um, when I don't, I make bone broth. And bone broth is really healthy. But when I haven't taken time to make none lately, for the last couple of weeks, I've been really busy and been traveling quite a bit out of town. So what I use as a supplement for bone broth to get the collagen into my body and into my joints is I buy collagen on. Uh, Supplement. It's a powder form. You can get. It's called from Great Lake Gelatin, and it's great for uh, supporting your joints or your uh, of your bones. It's also supposed to be helpful for restful sleep and your digestive system, and uh, it's just really great for your hair, your teeth, your nails. Uh, it's really good, and that is putting the collagen back into your joints and your body. And you need to. Uh, we need that. And I'm hearing. So many young people and people my age, because I'm a baby boomer, that's having knee replacement, hip replacement, joint replacement. We come, and it's got to do with the food we're eating, and we're not putting food in our body that can replace the collagen, replace the, the the ligaments. I mean, strengthening our bones the way it's supposed to be. So, I'm telling you, it works this works. So I'm just sharing with you some things that I do um, daily and it's a help. And I also juice um, late. I've been doing a lot of the celery juicing um, that works easier and fast for me in the morning. Um, Sometimes I do it with apples or do it with kale. Whatever. You get your hands on juice and get something into your system and that works pretty good too. Also, I would like to keep in my house, and I do this maybe every three months or something like that, and that's from listening to Dr. Lester L. Carter. So if you go back on some of my previous blog talk radio, you listen to Dr. Lester L. Carter talk about turpentine. And I've shared this with um, the listening audience some time ago that I ended up with an E. coli bacteria infection really bad that caused me to have a urine. Tract infection. At the time, I had no insurance, and I paid out of pocket to go see a doctor, and it didn't do any good. And she, the medication she prescribed for me made it worse. It was, I was allergic to the medication. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't take it. Then I ended up in an emergency because I was having such a hard problem for the medication with the bathroom they had prescribed that she sent me out with pain pills. And I'm thinking,
2: mm-hmm. No,
0: no. And that's when I found out about probiotics. Anytime you're taking any antibiotic too much, sometimes it wipes away the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. So I was taking the probiotics, and that helped really tremendously, and I didn't have no problem. Then years later, it came back again. And I didn't want to go to the doctor, and I didn't want to take antibiotics. So Dr. Lester L. Carter talked about turpentine. And I took a teaspoon of sugar, and I did three or four drops of the turpentine on the sugar and taken it that way. It wiped it out right away. And so turpentine is very healthy for you. Um, Our ancestors did it years ago. So go back to our blog talk radio and listen to Dr. Lester L. Carter, or you can give him a call. This man is so sweet. Dr Lester El Carter is in his mid late 80s late 80s no health issue no medication he was a farm he is a pharmacist in Milwaukee Wisconsin one of the first black pharmacists there and he still mixes in um, compost the way it was years ago and he's come up with a lot of his own natural remedies and other stuff and people come into the store and kind of talk with them about their ailments or what they're going through and He sits and talks them through the medication they're taking as well as to assist them with something natural because he's put out a book on um, healing herbs naturally with natural herbs, healing the body with natural herbs. Wonderful man. So if you do, take time to go back. And one thing I love about him is that you can call that pharmacy anytime. And when he's working there, he takes the time to talk to you. People walk in from all over um, and they take the time and he takes the time to talk with them about their health, guiding them with weight loss, diabetes, um, the whole bit, and just a wonderful person. So I'm I'm just happy to have him, a part of our team, come on the show to educate us and to share with us to help benefit that turpentine and other things that he had put together that has helped people to be much, much more healthier. So the next thing I, um, I think, you know, is eating fruits and vegetables is so important. Um, fermented is one of my favorite is cabbage. I uh, do a lot of fermented cabbage, uh, fermented um, garlic and honey. It's a really great antibiotic, natural antibiotic that you can take when you have a cold or feeling kind of um, like you're going to get the flu or something like that, and it works really, really great in kind of taking that out. Um, Fermented cabbage is a probiotic. Uh, I do fermented cabbage and kefir and kombucha. So in my workshops that are coming up, I educate you and just kind of share with you on how that's done. Real simple, easy, inexpensive way, and it's a great way for us to claim back our health with our diet. So just wanted to share that with you. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, the fermenting class is going to be in April of 2019, the 28th, from 10 to 12, and that's a Sunday again that is also at that location at 575 uh, Boulevard Street, uh southeast Atlanta Georgia 30312 so you can again go on my website W yesterday with an ad kitchen the number 4 today.com and you'll see all the upcoming classes and the cost of what those classes will be and just register, and bring families and friends. And we also do workshops at churches and organizations, so you can put together a group of people and be able to host a party at your church or your organization. And if anyone would like to host a party in their home, you can here in the Atlanta area, just give us a call at 770-732-6124. And that's our goal, is to be able to bring this healthy food eating into the homes and educate the next generation. So I'm going to take another break, and um, we'll be re- right back with the Hour Network. This is Marsha Thatterson. Get the music going here. Now, don't forget um, again the website. If you want, you're interested in um, my upcoming classes, just check us out on our website. And again, that's www.yesterday'skitchenfortoday. kitchen for today. Bring families and friends. You know, to learn this, it's, it's, good. it's good to do this in a group. So we're learning together as a group, and I think you enjoy it. You and your family, and this is something you can pass down to your children and grandchildren. It's on healthy eating, how it's done. Okay, let's see here. i
2: right, we'll be right back. I
0: just want to remind everyone that my listening audience that the show and advice on this is on this show is information presented here for the purpose of information only and education. It should not be construed as offering medical advice or diagnosis or treatment of any illness, injury or condition or prevention of any health problem. The listening audience should consult with their licensed physician or healthcare practitioner proper diagnosis and treatment so this is we sharing with you what we've learned and other people bring in their experience but for your personal health reasons you should consult with your doctor or um your physician or practitioner that helps you so therefore there's a journey that we're doing this together and that making sure everybody has better health overall all right um, just kind of want to share with you some other things here, and that is some of the things that talk about juicing, um, what we do with healthy nutrition that you can easily, uh, for those who are busy working, I know Whole Food has a juice bar, and there's juice bars springing out throughout our communities that can assist you in that journey and to good health. It may be a little expensive at times, so you can decide if you can try to do it at home or you can just purchase a small little juice and drink that way. The celery juicing um, I found to be inexpensive because you can find celery inexpensively anywhere in the store. So start small there and it has been beneficial. And you can read about the health benefit that many people have with juicing. But I'm telling you, you know, with me, the water, the vitamin D, the vitamin C, the collagen, Um, I do the collagen a lot in my water. And um, my fermented foods, I truly believe it has a big health overall benefit for me. Um, I see so many people my age and younger getting knee replacement, hip replacement, and that kind of stuff. And we want to be able to have our body and mind in good health, and that's what what we put in there that makes it better. So, um, again, about my upcoming workshop that we're doing on canning and things like that, we're going to have some great guests that's going to be coming on our show. Um, Kelly uh, from the Living, Living Spring. Um, what's Kelly? The, she does the colonics. How do I just forget her, her, her business name? Well, Kelly will be back on um, on talking about colonics and how the beneficial colonics is for us. And Kelly Jefferson, Sacred Water, that's it, Sacred Water. So we get the guests that are going to be coming back on, we'll have Dr. Carter back on um, next month, and then we'll have Kelly Jefferson, she'll be on next month. And we will have uh, Living Food Institute um where Brenda Kyle once owned. I just found out she no longer owns that. She'll be back on. Uh, and then we'll be talking about uh, heirloom seeds, and we'll have um, Bakers Creek Seed Company back on again because we'll have that on just when people are getting ready to um, plant their gardens so or thinking about planting a garden. So I really want to encourage people, if you haven't, you know, you can get a, a free seed catalog. Now a lot of the companies are providing free seed catalog. Seed Exchange um, is one. Uh, Baker's Creek Seed Company have free catalogs. And you can purchase those uh, catalog. Uh, get those catalogs free, but you can also purchase those seeds from us, uh, our website or give us a call and we'll be able to order those seeds for you. And I want people to be able to have their own heirloom seeds. You want to make sure your seeds that you have are heirloom. Uh, If you're not going to do anything with those seeds, just hold on to them. You may have to pass those down to your children, your grandchildren. So be able to purchase heirloom seeds. So another thing we're going to be having is a solar power generating company on talking about the benefit of solar power generators. Um, You know, we see so many storms in the northern part of the United States. And then we have tornadoes and hurricanes and things like that in the southern part that generators are very important during those seasons. But what's really important is to have a solar power generator so that way you're not standing in line trying to purchase gas. And, you know, we've had a preparedness uh, on, you know, uh, talking about being prepared, uh, how to clean our water up. We're going to have how to have clean water, regardless of what the situation is. So our goal with this business, uh, with this blog talk radio for your health, is making sure that the food, the water, uh, the knowledge of how to take care of yourself, to eat, to be healthy, and to pass that on to your neighbors, your children, your grandchildren. So we all have that Common knowledge of being prepared and how to take care of ourselves. Um, So it's not like one person got the information and they're standing there and their family's fine, but yours not. I truly believe we need to stop watching reality because our reality, as we know it, is definitely being shaken. So we want to bring farmers on uh, about encouraging more and more, especially our African Americans, to go back to own the land Many of our families in the past owned land, so we want to encourage that so much that owning the land is everything. I mean, having your own well, being able to have your own farm and grow your own food, it's being self sustainable. And more and more people are waking up to doing that, so we want to encourage that too. Let's see here. Oh, um, here in Georgia, um, State Representative Roger Bruce is one of our state representatives here. Every year he calls it Family Festival um, at State Water Street Park. They're going to be out there May 18th to host a family event. Um, And what I like about him, uh, he's going to be on, too, coming on in May to inform us about the upcoming event on May 18th at Sweetwater State Park is where they're doing a fishing rodeo where they teach the young kids how to fish. And we're going to bring some fishermen on, and we want to be able to bring more and more of um, of our adult men and women who know how to fish to bring those skills into the inner city of our youth to teach the next generation how to fish. My dad hunt. We want to even teach our kids how to hunt. We ain't talking about hunting each other. We're talking about hunting the meat the rabbits, the squirrels, the deer, um, being able to educate our kids on how to take care of themselves and feed themselves and feed their families. That was a way of life back when our grandparents and the great-grandparents growing up. I want to be able to bring those skills back through yesterday's kitchen for the day and for your help. We have the uh, have some guys coming in talking about their fishing uh, club that they're starting in so many inner city in Cleveland Ohio and other parts of the states that they're implementing these programs going in and getting our young boys because many of them don't even get a chance to sit on a lake or a creek all they see is concrete and so we want to be able to bring these kids and have and teach them how to fish how to hunt so I think that's going to be great i i, I encourage that I encourage that a hundred percent. But the fishing rodeo event um, will be May eighteenth at Sweetwater State Park. And I think it starts, like, at 9 o'clock in the morning. And they have fishing rod. And what's cute, they have little trophies for the kids who catch the most fish. Fish, And I've taken some children out there, and they, they were afraid of the worms. They were afraid of the fishing hook. But we want to be able to teach our kids how to do that. And I think that would be great, even how to clean those fish and cook it. So um, I – applaud State uh, uh, State Representative Roger Booth because he's been doing this for many, many years. And many of the uh, uh, state representatives, being Democrat and Republican, have come together to support this, and I love it. So I think it's important if you fish uh, in your community or uh, hunt, then maybe you should start a club in your community for our young boys and young women and teaching them how to fish and get them off the streets or off the block and just hanging out. So I applaud these guys who have these fishing clubs to teach the next generation. So this is what all of this is about, teaching them about gardening, because I know there's many gardening groups that's springing up through gardening with schooling of the YMCA and community gardens, trying to teach the young people how to garden for one. Then we have, you know, the fishing clubs that are springing up, that are out there, that are supporting in the inner city, getting our youth to teach them how to fish. But I would love to see one with hunting. But I think that would bring a big controversy with giving the kids some guns, but I think giving them the guns to show them how to hunt, how to use them. And and I truly believe they see the damage or what harm those guns can do. It won't be easy to point them at each other. So, um, that's my thought, and I truly believe that my dad was a hunter my aunt- my uncles were hunters, and I think we have a lot of other young kids out here. they're hunters too, but we're gonna teach them how to hunt the correct way and the right way to provide food for their family, you know, and stop taking other people's family from them so that's what I wanna share with you on for your help today. Hold on, I'm coming right back after this break. All right, I'm still having trouble with this music thing here. But if anyone's out there that has some information about what they're doing about better in their community, um, getting involved with the young people or you' mom or grandma and you're teaching your children about cooking, canning, um, some of the old skills that your mom or grandparents taught you. I would like to hear I'd like to hear from you because we need to be able to have this information to share with the next generation. And just kind of share with us what you're doing if you're doing something with your kids or your grandkids, um, and showing them how to be self-sufficient, how to grow their own food. Um, many people are, um, aren't are canning anymore. A lot of times we just go right to the store and get stuff. But I want to be able to bring that back and show the next generation how to take care of themselves. And if you're doing that, you can give us a call at 646-668- 2574, and let us know how you take in charge of your life and the lives of your kids by teaching them and giving them some skills that can be passed down from generation to generation, because we need to be able to take care of our children. And the Bible tells us that. Train our kids, look, uh, as they get up, as they walk along the way, we're supposed to be training the next generation. And that's important. And I don't think we're doing a good job. I, t- I tell my daughter all the time, I think my ge- uh, my generation as baby boomers, we were a little more selfish. We didn't get out here and teach our kids the things that our uh, grandparents uh, taught our parents. And then my parents were a little selfish, too, because many of them, they ran out the south and didn't look back or tried to come back to the South to bring the skills of farming. And I guess it was too fresh with um, what we want to call uh, sharecropping and not owning the land and people were just getting away from the farm really, really fast. But I truly believe that's our way to survive is to go back to farming and have that food to be self-sufficient and not depend on um, the
2: The rhythm of the evening picking up.
0: Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson. I just want to welcome you back. All right, you guys. I told you we had a guest, and my guest did call in, so I'm glad everything's well, and hopefully that she's here. We have Miss Ernestine Hendricks from Columbus, Mississippi. Ernestine, welcome on the show. Thank you.
1: Thank
2: you for having me. Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. Well, Thank we introduced you, for introduce having you me. the first
0: hour. I'm glad to have you back. I'm going to have you on because, like, okay, where's my guest? Where's my guest? But uh, I know things happen, but I'm just glad everything's okay. You're, you're on board with us today. I just want to give people a little background about who you are. Tell us who you are. I know you have a Christian, you're host of a Christian radio station in Columbus, Mississippi, WTWG. You've been doing that for several years now,
1: huh? A long time. Actually, I started off with WTWG back in 1996, and uh, got laid off there for about a couple of years in 2000. Then went back in 2005, and uh, been there ever since.
0: Wow! Yeah, I I know you and I've done some things together in the past, which has really been really great because we're strengthening the community with information. And I know you're a Christian radio station out of there, but you also are an author. You've written several good books about family relationships. And that's what we're going to talk about because family relationship has a profound effect on our, our mental health as well as our emotional health. So tell the
1: listening audience a little bit about your book. My book is entitled The Power of a Maid of Mind. And sometimes in choice and making choices, sometimes it can be hard to make up your mind about uh, this is what you really want to do. But I found out praying about situations of making choices helped me to make a better choice and stick with it. Sometimes we try to do it on our own, and we fail because we didn't include the Holy Spirit. But my book that is a is lot true.
0: about relationships. In our Go community, ahead. we need to strengthen our relationship because seems like, especially in the African-American, I know it's probably everywhere else, you know, every home, but because I'm African-American, I know dealing with just your own family issues and things like that, and even with our community, it seems like we're broken when it comes to relationships. And when the family is broken, that whole the mental cap- your mental mind, your physical stress of worrying, anxiety that brings on a whole new health problem. so why did you write the book and um give us some information of the book on how we can uh do a better job in doing making up our might, right minds
1: well Like you said about relationships In the family especially The quality of our lives Is dependent upon the quality of our relationship If our relationships Are All out of whack It is going to affect Our mental health Because many times We will not be happy When our relationships Are out of sync So and I know sometimes we have to work through conflict to get to a safe place. But initially, if we would start off asking God about entering into a certain relationships, sometimes we could save ourselves a whole lot of heartache. So, my book is about relationships, goal setting, love, forgiveness, and. In a relationship, um, there needs to be real love, you know. And love is not an emotional feeling or something, but love is a commitment. And with that commitment, many times will come forgiveness. We cannot truly love if we are not willing to forgive, nor can we forgive if we're not willing to love. Now,
0: okay. I, me personally, and I know in the past, and I've gotten better at this, really better at this, because when I used to get upset or nervous, I didn't say anything, but my stomach would feel it. And a lot of times when you're upset or you're trying to make a decision and you're not knowing and you pray about it, but you're not getting an answer. So then you feel like, is he listening or did my prayer get through? How do I stay calm and be Still, when nothing is
1: happening? Again, it was have to be the Holy Spirit that helps us because I have been through a lot of traumatic situations, especially in marriage. And one thing that helped me is sometimes I had to have an outlet, outlet of honest people I could talk to. Because if you internalize all of that, Sometimes it can cause you to do things you wouldn't normally do. So my father was <laughs> my outlet. I would I would go to him, talk to him about certain things that were going on in my life, in my marriage. And one thing he would always tell me is, you've got to pray. And that was not the answer really I wanted to hear. I wanted him to try to fix it or tell me something else. So I actually learned how to deal with many situations by going into prayer. Yes, of course, sometimes I get I get angry at the person, uh, walking, and sometimes unforgiveness because of what was going on. But by the grace of God, as I kept on walking through trial and error, the Lord walked me to a safe place.
0: So for young people, for the young ladies, even some, some of the oldest one, is being still and sometimes maybe not doing anything,
1: but just pray. And sometimes just listen. Listening is important too. Listen to maybe what the Lord would say back to you. There is strength in having patience and being still and listening. And then, on the flip side of that, say what we want to happen. Speak it out. Now, speak it out.
0: When you say the Lord listens to the Lord, and a lot of people say, Well, I can't hear him. I don't hear him talk to me. And sometimes the Holy Spirit would talk internally to you. Or sometimes he may talk to you, like you said, through your father or friend or situation, but we have to be able to be open to hear and listen. Is that what you're saying?
1: Of course. And one of the greatest ways that he talks to us is through his word. The word of God has a solution for every situation. And sometimes we have to dig into that. And the word until we find what God says about our situation And we have to pray that We try and find a promise for the problem Pray that promise Speak that promise over the problem Until we see it come to pass Now one of the other is going to be defeated The word of God will never be defeated
0: and And not only that, if you grow up in a home with that type of foundation and that type of example, it would give you a better health and mental health about any situation you can handle because I truly believe the foundation of what we experience as children growing up in our homes has a profound effect on us making decisions as adults with our emotions with our uh, thinking process because our emotion affects us big time. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so what suggestions you have? Give us some advice from your book that you think our listening audience will want to take from your book. And then,
1: two, how they can get your book. Okay. Knowledge is power. A lot of times we deal with things, because we, we are not mature enough To handle the situation We make wrong choices Because we don't have the right information And sometimes we don't know how to deal with certain people Or certain relationships Sometimes we stand back and watch them and ask Sometimes, Lord, why? Why do they do what they do? That's why it's imperative even in Relationships of the person is Thinking about getting married Make sure you Really get to know that person Get to know their Family Get to know as much as Possible about That individual And not to be so In love with love That we see the Signals many times but we walk on Into it anyway because This is what we want But then a lot of times when we get into it, it's not what we want. It's easier to get into than it is sometimes to come out, especially when our
2: Mm. souls
1: get get attached. Yes. It's called soul time. You know,
0: people have that soul time. And when you come with someone in an intimate form, you're taking on their spirit too inside of you
2: that's
0: making some
1: connection there. hmm But, but if, you know... It's, um, I was going to tell oh you yeah. they can get the book. They can get the book at Amazon.com, uh, and the title of the book is The Power of a made of mind by Ernestine Hendricks, and it has about, what, about 15 chapters in there? It's not a, a a medium-sized book. It's not a a long. They are short chapters, maybe about 12 chapters in there. But uh, it's been by life experiences. Many of these um, chapters were written.
0: And a made-up mind, making up your mind, first of all, from a spiritual side, and then we won't be making up your mind from a fleshly perspective. And I think that would guide us to who he is and it will help us to be mentally as well as physically healthy for our children and our family. because if your mind is all messed up you're going to mess up the children's mind and it's going to have them confused too about relationships because we tend to it's not what we say as old people say it's what you do our actions speaks much
1: louder than our words And you are so right by that. That's why parents need to have a good strong relationship in front of the children. You know, if you got a husband and a wife in a family, which that's what the family consists of within the beginning, they need to set a good example. Well, the children we're seeing so many of our young men young African American men being gunned down, some of them, some of them are in prison And it's in a tip of the enemy To annihilate the African-American seed Because, you know, the young men are the progenitors of the seed So we need to be mindful of that And really keep our young African-American Young men lifted up in prayer That God will give them revelation and we would get out there and affect the community and make a difference by trying to reach them. Because,
0: I, you know, the home, that home gives them a sense of peace. And if there's no peace there, it it, it just rocks the whole family. And that's how the enemy comes in. He goes at the head and he picks out the head, takes the head out. Then it messes with the children's head, and then everyone else is going from generation to generation, and no one's healthy in that state of mind.
1: When that happens, it's like the woman got to do double duty. If she knows the Lord, she got to pray in warfare on behalf of her children. And sometimes, if the man is not in his place, she got to deal with that and try to get pray him in. So sometimes a woman has a lot to do, but I thank God for the godly women and the influence that they have. The women's um, position is important, but we know that God ordained the man to be the head. When he is in place, we have much stronger families, and we have less work to do. When uh, the men are walking in their divine authority unified with their wives, yeah.
0: Now if you come from a family You're not used to seeing nothing healthy Everything from your community How do one go about Finding or knowing What is healthy If you've not been exposed
1: to healthiness Now I think that's where the people That are healthy Come into play That they should Have enough love for others, if they have their relationships together, to try to have an impact impact on the lives of those that do not have healthy relationships and try to teach them and help them to grow and come into a place where they can be helped, healthy and pass back that same spirit
2: to others.
0: So in your book, uh, is there any exercise for us to to know about or that we can that you suggested to do? What are some of the other things that you would advise from your book for us uh, young women who are looking for relationships? Because now what was that? I was looking at um, Steve Harvey, I think it was Steve Harvey, did a survey where they were saying that fifty um, percent of the women that went on dates now go to bed or have a in a a relationship, intercourse relationship on the first night. Fifty percent of the women said they would do that on the first night.
2: I and he was just
0: along
1: the way. My God, it used to it used to not be like that back in the day. In the old school, they mm-hmm. would at least try to get to know you but women now mm-hmm. are more aggressive, and there is this this neediness, needing to be loved, needing, needing to be affirmed. And when a woman do not know who she is, then anybody can really define her. So it up to parents to stabilize their children and teach them who they are. That they are go. They're not cheap, they shouldn't just fall for anything to teach them about uh teach them about responsibility and to have life skills of survival.
0: And I think too, um, like you said, the head the man is gonna be that guy that's gonna show that young lady how how valuable she is how precious she is, and how she is to look at him as an example of what kind of man or is to be in her life. He, he set that tone to say your love, your value, and if he's not doing that, we go looking for that in anything or anyone that tends to give you any kind of attention.
1: That's true. So therefore, a husband and wife, if you are married, because I know we have a lot of single parents, they need to be together as much as possible. You think about back in the Garden of Eve, when Eve was alone, that's when the enemy, that's when Satan came and started to talk to her. I believe if they had been together, they would have had a more unified fight together because the original commandment was given to Adam. God had told Adam what not to do. Don't don't touch the tree in the midst of the garden. So it was when Eve was alone that Eve came and talked to her. And later on, she convinced Adam. And women have that ability to inspire, to motivate, sometimes in the wrong direction. But just think how awesome it would be if women would use that inspiration to motivate others in the right direction. If she had mm-hmm. not listened to them, my God, we probably could have lived in the garden in an innocent state even now.
2: So how do how do one
0: um go about Making sure their mind is right, what says my mind is right? How would you know if your mind is right because sometimes you'd be going with your flesh or your emotions and you think that's right i'm gonna I'm gonna go this way and I feel this way. How do we determine when our mind is in the right direction?
2: The
1: only way I have found that my mind can be healthy and going in the right direction is when my thoughts. Aligned up with righteous, pure, honest thoughts And that comes through only through the word of God Romans 12 and 1 tells us That we are to renew our mind So renewing our mind should be on a daily basis Because things are going to come to our mind Our minds sometimes get filthy Thinking about this and that So when we read the word of God it actually begins to wash away those thoughts and say, hey, you don't need to think that. You need to rebuke that soul. You have to pull it down and think what is right. Because when we think about it, that evil spirit is going to talk to us 24-7. Even when we don't have, hear a audio voice, there's that inward influence, that outside influence, I would say, telling us uh, evil things. About people, negative things Sometimes the evil spirit will speak to you You're going to die You're going to have cancer and all of that But we have the right to say what is going to be as well The word of God says in uh, Psalms 118 verse 17 says I shall not die but live To declare the works of the Lord I'm going to share this Come on back to you My granddaughter had a a dream about me That I had died They was at the funeral They was all sad Now that dream Is upsetting Guess what I have a a scripture That I can counteract that I begin to quote Psalms 118 Verse seventeen. I shall not die but live. But live <laughs> the works of the Lord. We don't have to accept the negativity of what Satan sends our way.
2: hmm
0: But you know, so many young people don't read the Bible. They don't That's know the true. word. They don't know the weapon. They don't know the weapon that the the power of the weapon of the word, the spoken word, have over their life and the life of their children. And from a healthy and nutritional and mental state of mind being, parents that speak negative words over their children, over other people, you're sowing seeds into those kids. And you grow up thinking, you food, you this, you that, because it's been spoken over you. And we have to do a better job of speaking life and speaking prosperity and good health into ourselves so we can pour it
1: into our children. I would say something really is wrong with the parents when they speak that over their own children. Something is wrong with that parent. They are the ones that really need help when that happens. If you think about it, that's your own child, your own seed, and you're going to speak sometimes death over them or defeat over their lives, and that's your child. They need Mm building up and affirming them on who they are.
0: Yeah. And and that's when depression comes in or drugs and alcohol or Kids start running away because the environment that they hear and the words they're hearing doesn't edify them. It doesn't lift them up. It takes them down. And that affects the health of the family as well as the health of the individual because they get nervous stomach, they get afraid. I can't even imagine being a 5-year-old, 4-year-old, and some adult standing over you, punching you or making you fearful because people who are sick, end up hurting other sick people but we got to show love and then like you said changing that mindset of that individual so there is love and how do you do that with the word but many people aren't reading the word they're not listening to the word
1: it all starts with love first of all a love for God and you're right many people don't even pick up the word Uh, maybe some go to church and they get you know, some word that Sunday. But what are you going to do the rest of the week? That's just like having food only on Sunday. But then the rest of the week, you're about to starve during the week. And sometimes because of that deficiency in the word of God, we reach for the wrong thing trying to fill that void that only God can feel. And that comes through knowing and reading, studying the Word of God. The Word of God is the voice of God. The Word of God gives us guidance, direction, instruction, and direction. And that's true. That is
0: so true. But, you know, the foundation of a home it's supposed to be built on the father and the mother and the words and the love they surround those children with, uh, uh, feed them with, build them up. It edifies the family. It edifies them. And I've seen so many families. Now, even with Michael Jackson family, um, Serena, um, the tennis star, their dad was very imp- instrumental in their career. And it shows you how powerful a father can be when he's guiding his children with their career, with their life, or being there to to, to help them to flourish. Because a father would there be there to do that. So I want my listening audience to make up their minds to be the moms and dads that our Heavenly Father designed them to be. So we can feed into the next generation mental, emotionally good health. Because when you're not loved as a child, that makes some damaging impact on you with your relationship in school, with other people, and even picking your own mate. So, you know, we got so many young people on ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic. People are sick. And we need to nourish these children with food and good health and with emotional health because we see so many people losing it. I mean, driving down the street they lost their mind, beating up a, you know, um, rage, you know, driving around become rage because somebody cut them off and ready to shoot them and all kinds of stupid stuff. Really? We need love. We need love. Bottom line, love conquers everything. And it's not the love from the world, but the love from Jesus Christ. Because the love of the world doesn't look, look nothing like the love from Jesus Christ.
1: But I think that's the counterfeit of what God's love is all about. People go to the world, or individuals go to the world looking for love in all the wrong places. And many times it tangled up. In places and in relationships That they should not be in All try, all because they are trying to find love In all the wrong places Love is so beautiful and fulfilling That it's going to take more than a human love It's going to take, first of all, God's love And then him sending the right person in place To carry out his assignment. Diversity, now, do you have? Not to cut you off. I'm sorry.
0: Do you have a workshop, or you working with young people and or adults to kind of build their relationship and their love? Or is there something that you're doing in Columbus, Mississippi, or you're doing something to educate us uh, in a group setting about love and relationship and how to keep that cohesive togetherness? Because
1: we so quick well, to quit in a heartbeat, honey. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, the scriptures say love will never fail. And sometimes it's going to no. take some hanging in there when you don't want to hang in there. Now, I, I, teach, I teach the word every Thursday morning at a, uh, 9 o'clock. Plus, I talk about it on the talk show sometimes. But I really want to get out into the community more, and that's what's my resolution This year, and I am going and working on that even now, uh, next month, once a month at least, I'm going to go out into the community along with uh, other persons Mm -hmm. just looking for people or looking for opportunities to share God's love. And if I get the opportunity to share it with group settings, which I do, you know, over the airways, but even... Uh, in personal settings That would be an advantage as well Because I'm fascinated by the love of God I'm fascinated by God's love That even in spite of my sin Some of the things that I have done That God showed his love And his favor upon me In spite of those things
0: And I think we need that blueprint or a teaching or guidance for the young people and even some of the other ones to see what love is about, to show us, you know, like you said, take a look at this young man, where he comes from, how he grew up, how you grew up, and how you're bringing this together. Because a lot of times everybody's going to have this perfect family. His family, your family has some issue. His family has some issue. And now you're coming together. You're going to create a new tree. You're putting the seed together. So you're going to decide, okay, I want the things from my family to be at the top of the tree. Or the things that come from, that I didn't like, I want to bury it underneath here. I don't want that part of our relationship. And being able to bring that new Life together How do you handle money How do you What would you do when you know How you ha- handle angerness You know Do you believe in hitting a woman Do you You know All these kind of questions Need to come up Were you brought up In an abusive home Or was she brought up In an abusive home uh, Infidelity How do you feel about infidelity You know All these questions I, When I got married Everybody talked about None of that stuff like that One day I am talking about was The wedding. And, you know, what we're going to spend and buy on that. I don't think that's important. The important is about the relationship, can I pray with you? Can we pray together? Can I cry? Can you be my friend? Can we laugh and enjoy each other? You know, I, all those things need to be a part of a teaching or bringing it to the table to have that conversation before you say I do and when he said fifty percent on Steve Harvard that fifty percent of young ladies would do it on the first night of their dating, I'm like and he was just blown away. There's nothing sacred no
1: more. And you're right, And it looks like there's no real love sometimes. Uh, when it comes to situations like that. It it's just a flesh burning. You just wanna feel something. And it's not love. It's your flesh crying out for help sometimes. Uh, medicating your flesh with sex
2: will not less,
1: because you got to go for the next the next high. It's almost become like an addiction. And I think we
0: confuse uh, intercourse or sex with love. Because you mm-hmm. you gave it a, we we you gave him your body, now he knows you love him. And he thinks it's love. But for the man it ain't love. And sometimes for the woman it ain't love. That's true. So, Some people you
2: know,
0: just feel something. Yeah. Or wanna be held. Yeah. yeah. Because they weren't hell as child, they weren't they weren't loved as a child. I remember uh, as a substitute teacher, I was doing a third grade class for several uh, weeks, and it was one little girl in front of the desk. She sat with a little boy. He sat in front, and he and she sat behind him, and it was two other girls. It was Caucasian um, girls, and the little African-American little boy was talking to the two little Caucasian girls that sat across from him, and the little black girl was directly behind him. And they were talking about a movie, and the little black girl put her little two-cent in about the movie. And the black boy turned around and said to her, nobody's talking to you, big black monkey lip, something he called her. And I lost it. I turned around. I think the little boy was going to pee on himself because I leaned into him, and I said, what did you say, and why did you say it? The whole class. Stop, because I took my voice there like a mama and a grandma. And I told him I want him to apologize. And the ladies, that were the little girls that were laughing, I said, let me tell you all something. You got Caucasian women putting collagen in their lips because they want lips. You're not to disrespect her. Or no one like that. So I just go on, right? So mm-hmm. what I decided to do was call the boy's parents and tell them what he said. And I wanted to let them know. I would not have him disrespect anyone, no other young lady in my classroom. And I needed them to, uh, to have my back on that, that he don't do it away from the school. So I called the little girl's mom because I can see she was traumatized by him saying that, and the whole class was looking at her. So I called the girls home and said, Look, this is what happened. I'm going to confirm to her in my classroom she's beautiful. I don't want this incident to be something in her uh, cellular memory of her soul that she, be a negative thing for her in the future. Her grandmother was raising her. And her grandmother says, oh, I guess I shouldn't say it either. I wanted to cry. I said, oh, my God. So she hadn't heard it for the first time. She heard it at home. She so the grandma says, I guess I shouldn't say it either. Oh, man, what are we doing to our children? And words and power and that first thought was I wanted to help. I I did hold her the next day. I said, come here, baby. let me give you a hug. I just want you to know you're beautiful. And I'm going to keep mm-hmm. confirming that as long as I'm here. And I want you to understand that. She said, thank you. What can we do? The power of our words, how we say and treat our kids and each other, it has so much power for the next generation. And But like you said, but I think the foundation is the word. People start reading the word. You don't even have to read it. You can download the Bible on tape and listen to it audibly and
1: get the word in that way. That is so true. You made me think about uh, a preacher today that has a Christian school and a church, Dr. Jerry Young. He said when he was a child, nobody could do anything with him. He was just out of control. And they decided to send him to this old seasoned teacher because he was dis- disruptive. In the classroom, going down the hallways And they sent it to this old seasoned teacher And she began to speak into his life He said, boy, I see something in you You're going to do something with your life one day And by her just constantly Saying that he said he would go back to her Just to hear those words <laughs> sometimes my children are being, children are being mm-hmm. driven by what the parents are saying. Mhm. And you today, how many times. Yeah. And today he has the, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me. Okay. Today he has a church, a Christian school, and lady that uh spoken to his life. She told him, said, when I die, I want you to preach my funeral. And he did. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. And I just want people to know, we are powerful people. Your words are powerful. It affects your health of your family, your children. Be mindful of what's in your mind and guard your thoughts because what you're going to speak out, you lash out of those children, they're going to lash out at someone else. So, being of a healthy mind and body and soul because words are powerful. And then the Bible tells us at the end time, you will give account for every idle word you speak.
1: hmm. Because many times the enemy is speaking to young people, sometimes old people, kill yourself. He's trying to get them to commit suicide because sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't want to deal with the stress and the problems that they're going through. But we got to know how to take it to the Lord, especially when you have faced a devastating situation. You got to know how to take it to the Lord. And sometimes I think, I was looking at a a gentleman today. He was at the altar because he had suicidal thoughts. The wife's been gone for many years and and took the child. And I believe he wants that wife to come back. But sometimes you got to know what does God want. Sometimes we might be wanting some things that the Lord might not necessarily want. He might want him to let go and move on. It's especially yeah. bringing you to the point if you were having suicidal thoughts, and, you, and the
0: people don't realize too that okay, one thing I've learned is that this medication sometimes that you can even listen to the evening uh, the uh, pharmaceutical commercial. If they have suicidal thoughts, some of this medication have these people with suicidal suicidal thoughts. Um, eating wrong food have you schizophrenic or have you crazy? It would have you messed up. And we tell you that you've heard on our show with, uh, with um, Tony Stefan with True Hope Vitamins and these minerals for your brains and that this stuff is messing us up. So we're being messed up from, a, from an emotional sign, from a physical sign, from what we eat. It's a battle. It's a battle. But the battle has been won. It has been won. And that's why you go into Psalm 23. He says, I go to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Because the enemy got us eaten off the wrong table, which is affecting us all kinds of ways. We're saying all kinds of things that are affecting us and our
1: children. We've got to do a better job. Right. And time when something is working, the enemy is going to try to speak against it. I have seen mm-hmm. two on national news one last week and one about two weeks ago, speaking against the natural vitamins, saying they have not been regulated by the FDA and all kinds of craziness. But yet at the same time, they're not saying anything about the chemicals that they try to pump into (laughs) individuals' bodies. And you know what? And they had a lady I was reading on Yahoo
0: News, um, a midwife. They arrest the midwife. They arrested the midwives. They said they wanted, uh, I think it's in Philadelphia, they want them now to be licensed. And she wasn't licensed. She did no harm, no nothing, and babies are much more safer coming through midwife than they are through um, hospitals. And here in Georgia, more and more black women are dying in childbirth. than ever. Been, we're the highest, one of the highest states where black women are dying in childbirth. And this is 2019. My God.
1: Something is wrong with that picture. Yes. 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 We're
0: black women, number one, dying in childbirth here in Georgia. And we got to take back our health, our mind, and go back to the right way of doing things because we lost that. Okay, your book again. Um, Earth, don't you have another book? What's your other book? You have another book that you have out too, right?
1: Yeah, my first book was entitled A Love Like This. It it strictly talked about Kathy and Mike in their relationship, so how she got into a relationship not knowing who she was, and Mike had a lot of issues going on, so it was a very topsy-turvy relationship until mm-hmm. they got to know the Lord. So so at some point Kathy left the relationship because really she had been looking for love in all the wrong places and Mike was cheating and uh going around. Just she got fed up with it. She um so it, it's a great book, uh, talking about a love relationship. But at the end oh, they did get back together
0: do in Do you talk do you address how the reason why men cheat or women cheat in your book about
1: love and I guess I went about it in a indirect way because a lot of times this is what they have seen, and sometimes even men tell their boys they got to have sex to prove their manhood. Sometimes they've been told this, and this has been ingrained in them that you need a spare tire and all of those foolish things. That this is how they're being groomed, and it costs a lot wow. of than can for a uh, woman when they have to live through that.
0: But I think I'm seeing even with all this uh, negative stuff you may we see sometimes, but I see a lot of a younger generation of men. Stepping up being responsible for um, their kids, um, being single fathers, um, being more uh, nurturing openly about loving their kids, being there responsible for their kids, their daughters, combing their hair. I am seeing a bigger generation of young men stepping up, doing this, and I think it's great.
1: That's great because even with the old school, they did give us a lot of discipline. Now, in my situation, I didn't see a lot of nurturing, but now I did see.
0: I was agreeing with you. No, I didn't grow up with that seeing that either. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Oh, Okay. I was agreeing with you. I didn't grow up seeing that either. No. My dad wasn't affection, really a, a touchy. My mom either wasn't a touchy feeling. I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, all the, I'm the oldest. I'm the touchy, kissy, huggy. I'm always hugging and touching and kissing folks. And none of them do that. I'm the one that likes to hug and
1: kiss and touch people. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Where did anybody else instill that in you? I don't know. Um, I think I just wanted it. You know how you and you?
0: I think you. In the past, I look back and hmm. You see other people doing certain things, or I said, I like that. I want to do that. I want this going in my house. I want to have it this way, and I. Now, I always tell my kids, you know, sometimes you can grow up with your feet, putting your shoes on the wrong feet, and you walk so long with your shoes on the wrong feet that you're comfortable, but then you go out and you're being exposed to different people and different relationships and realize this ain't the right way it's supposed to be. So, when you put it back on the correct way, it's not feeling right. So. I know we we down to about ninety minutes of uh, one minute left for the show, but give information again. We got to have you back. I'm sorry you uh we got you on late, but we're gonna do this again about relationship and its impact on our mental as well as our physical health of our body. Um, your book title again and where they can
1: get it at Amazon. Um. The title of the book is The Power of a Made of Mind by Ernestine Hendricks, and they can get it at Amazon.com. The price there is $12, but I'm letting them go now for $10. But it's a great book. and okay. has a lot of information.
0: All right. Well, Ernestine, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for being on the D-Hour Network. This is your host, Marcia Thaddeuson. I've prayed everybody got some great information. Please give us some feedback. There's uh, underneath the uh, blog talk radio. You can always leave a comment or some feedback on it. And we will do this again, Ms. Ernestine. I appreciate you, and you have a blessed, blessed week. And so do my listening audience. Have a blessed week.
2: Thank you.